world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. From inside the bunker. Welcome to it. Sandy, I'm freaking out. This is over two weeks now. The range is closed. And uh, I don't see any end in sight. I don't think the media is going to allow businesses to reopen uh, for the next couple of months. I think they're just going to keep hanging on to this. And yet the empirical data that I've been reading and everything is it's other than a hot spot in New York and part of New Jersey, it's not as bad as all the projected models and stuff said it was going to be. I mean, uh, what's your, what's your layman's uh, feelings on shit like this? Well, the problem is the models uh, that people are using, you know, my personal opinion is, is a lot of it is per, is really flawed. The data that they have been using is based on a couple of models. Um, and I'm not sure why, and I don't really want to get into the politics of it, but um, they're using two models, one from uh, the original study that was done at the Imperial College, which... Uh, I'll let you draw your own conclusions is funded by the Gates foundation mm-hmm. and another, uh, set of data coming from, uh, Washington state university, which is funded by the Gates foundation. And, uh, the original data coming out of the world health organization, which is funded by the Gates foundation, um, my biggest problem with the WHO data is <clears throat> a lot of what they relied on was uh, information coming out of China. One of the key people involved in WHO uh, happens to be on the Chinese government payroll. And uh, if you notice, there's a lot of, um, how, do, how do you say this, uh, um, co- covering up for China um, in, yeah. in this and protecting that data. And the integrity of the data, I personally, personally, and historically, have never trusted the Chinese because this is not something new. Every time we've gotten anything out of China, and most of these kind of weird ass things come out of China, um, the data is always skewed because communists are communists. They're not going to tell you the truth. So correct. When you base your projection models. <clears throat> off of the data that is skewed, you're going to get skewed data. What I see uh, happening on the ground around the world is different, in many cases, um, sizably different from any of the projected data. Uh, You know, in another life, I used to do that exact job. So, um, you know, you kind of are familiar with 
working the numbers. And one of the things we're missing is the denominator. We just don't, you know, how deadly is this thing? How, how, how infectious is it? You know, we're using an R naught factor of 2.5. Is that a valid number or did we just pick it out of the sky? Um, it does it in many cases, it appears to be correct. In many cases, it appears to be highly skewed. Now, what that means is the communicability factor of that. If I, if I have the uh, infection, how many people will I infect um, in, in the process? And that number we're calling 2.5. So two and a half people for each person who has that disease, they will give it to two and a half other people. Here's the issue. Uh, the issue is we do not know, but we highly suspect, uh, based on data coming out of Europe, which you can kind of more count on, uh, that there are a high number, very high number of uh, people who are infected who do not know that they are infected, who will never manifest symptoms or who will manifest symptoms that are pretty benign. I mean, you know, that... Uh, they, Maybe they thought they had a little cold or head cold or whatever, um, and yet who are still highly um, uh, communicative. They're, they're, they're able to pass that high viral load on to other people and not even know it. Um, one of the things that I think is a good idea uh, now is, <clears throat> and again, it, it's kind of asked backwards, but uh, is for people to wear masks in public uh, the average person to wear masks in public or cover their face. You agree with this? Well, here's the thing. I, I have very mixed feelings about this. Number one, it is not to prevent you from getting the disease. It is to prevent you who do not know you are infected from spreading the disease. Because the um, the disease is uh, can be spread simply through conversation. It doesn't have to be a cough or a sneeze or whatever. You know, the droplets of virus uh, can be spread uh, through conversation, through touching, through, uh, you know, many ways. Now, what I, the problem I have with this is it, that sort of thing provides a false sense of security, A. Uh, B, most people do not know how to don and doff a mask and gowns. Gotcha. I, you know, and I've seen it. I, I I watched it the other day at the at the at the gas pump. It w- it was hilarious. Uh, the the person, you know, they 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 get in their car. They get they're running into the uh, into the Wawa, right? And they put on their mask and they put on their gloves and they get out. They go into the Wawa. They come out of the Wawa with a couple of cokes that they have gotten. Open up their door take the dirty Cokes that they have that have been touched by who knows how many people and kept then in the refrigerator, put them in their car, take off their gloves, take off their mask, open up the Coke and drive away with their steering wheel. And I'm saying, okay, there you go. So why not just lick the toilet seat at that point? Um, because the spread of infection is going to happen when you take this virus and you put it in a in, in a in a refrigerator um, or a freezer, it preserves the life of it. Um, is there enough virus? So freezer doesn't kill it. No, uh, no. Viruses die um, through heat. This particular one, you need about 132 degrees Fahrenheit and for a sustained period of time, about 30 minutes. 
uh, bleach will kill it on surfaces. Uh, a bleach solution of 200, um, you know, 200 to 1, 200 uh, parts water to one one part of uh, bleach, which is about a cap per gallon um, of, of disinfectant. And that's to sanitize. Now, that's a good idea. If you guys want to, like when you get your vegetables, I watched a, a YouTube video uh, by a young doctor who um, was going through how to create a little, you know, dirty, clean area in your kitchen and how to take your groceries in. It's probably best to leave most of your groceries out in, in the garage or out on the, you know, outside in the sun if you could. Uh, but if you bring them in to strip things away by wearing gloves, create a dirty area and a clean area in your in your house, uh, do not bring the dirty items into your house especially into your kitchen then disinfect or sanitize from there but if you're going to even with fruits and vegetables that have been handled that are not in a, in a plastic bag um, you could make that simple bleach solution and you could uh, sanitize um, you know in your sink in your kitchen sink gotcha and, you know just soak your you know put, put take your whole banana the bananas the celery everything you just put it right into there and let it just sit there uh, for a minute or so, take it out and rinse it off. You're good, but don't do it with dirty hands. Um, meaning don't, you know, once you have your gloves on, um, you want to go clean to clean, dirty to dirty. Always. If you can remember that and try to work, work through that, which is a problem. I think, you know, with most people taking on and putting off masks, I, I just, um, if, if there are plenty of YouTube videos, I'm sure on aseptic technique, uh, that are out there. I, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to aseptic technique. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to scour the the uh, the uh, the internet and see if I, and, and maybe post that. Maybe we can post that. You could post it on the Facebook page, and uh, some you know if we if I find a couple of good ones, I'll give them to you. you. Post them on the Facebook page so people can watch. Then I think it's fine. You know, I mean, and again, it's it's more to help you from spreading the disease unknowingly to someone else uh, than it is anything else. And you know, the more we can do to, to, to quell this thing, the better it is. It is highly infective, we we believe. Uh, again, they're, like I said, they're giving it an R0 factor of 2.5, which I think is pretty underestimated. Because if you've got people who are not infected and they're giving uh, and they're infecting other people, you will not know. Uh, and we will might never know. Uh, what the real numbers are at this point, but it it is spreading very very quickly in many areas, and the hotspots are high. Uh, New York City right now is literally melting down, and um, the reports I'm getting are are pretty gruesome from some of the docs there, and um, the fact that the, you know anytime the people rely on the government, whether it's state government, city government, or federal government, in order to solve their problems. Uh, they see the bureaucracy at work. I mean, the, the Navy now has set up that ship. You know, what did that cost? Uh, There's only 20 people in that ship right now. Right. 20 beds are being used. Exactly, because they're they're blocking out anybody who is, um, uh, you know, COVID positive. And just the logistics, you know, the, the ambulances can't go there. They have to go first and present to an ER, which is already overrun. And then the ER has to evaluate them and then then test them and say, okay, you're negative now. So put them on another ambulance that they don't have in order to take them to the ship. Um, you're better off catching an Uber. Uh, and if you're having a baby or, you know, and there are a number of, there are a number of, um, conditions that the Navy will not treat. And one of them happens to be having a baby. Uh, so, you know, I mean, 
It is what it is. It, the, you know, you've got nurses outside protesting because they have no PPEs and they're walking a picket line instead of being inside of the damn hospital when they could, if they're going to walk the picket line, walk it over to the warehouse that the federal government delivered the state government, you know, two million uh, pairs of PPE, uh, enough for a month. Uh, but nobody's deciding to do that. I, you know, it's a clusterfuck. It, it's it's always going to be like that. I, Sandy, how much of this do you think is the media? And if Obama was president, do you think we would have a national lockdown like this? Seriously. I, I the, the numbers, the, I, I look at the numbers all the time and I, the numbers don't really support the what the hysteria. Doing. Yeah. I mean, it's never ending. Yeah. It's one article after another, after another, after another, after another. I mean. And now since it's in New York, uh, the media is only concerned on that. I, I mean, literally, Arizona could be melting down. But, you know, oh, my God, did you see what happened on 33rd Street? Uh, so it's, you know, once it affects them, they're human beings. Once it affects them, it's, you know, it's a big issue. Then you've got all the politics involved, which just nauseates me. I, I, I this is not the time to be playing politics. It's, it's nonstop politics. Yeah, absolutely. It's nonstop. Absolutely. Okay. And everybody is freaking out. My mother is like ready to jump over. Uh... Uh, th- this is the sad part about it. I know uh, it's the sad part about it because they're just not, people are just, you know, they're, they're losing their shit. And any older people, they, because they're glued in front of a television set, you know, uh, and, and, and all they, they wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is go to the, to, to the news to see how many people died the night before. Uh, what they're not reporting is how many people got better. Correct, correct. It's just the numbers. Oh, they're using a forklift. They might have to bring in refrigerator cars for the bodies, for this, for that, for this, for that. It's like never ending, nonstop, man. It's incredible. And, 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 you know, I'm going stir crazy. Everything is completely shut down. I mean, last thing on this subject, couldn't we just have a selective shutdown of high risk people? I mean, I just read somewhere like over 90 percent of the people that have passed away from this are over 80 years old. Well, no. Uh, See, here's the problem. When you've got something that's highly infective, um, if if for suppression to work and for mitigation to work, uh, it has to be broad based. Uh, so if you take the people and let's just say you've got your parents, right? And uh, you're going to work and they're sequestered. And um, I don't know, people are coming and going and your parents, say one of your parents was not in that in that uh, group. and they were, Or say maybe your, your sister or brother or whatever lived with your parents and they were going to work and then they were coming back home. Um, the chances of that, them bringing that, virus into the house is highly, highly probable. So with the contagion rate the way it is, if it is that high, again, these these are numbers that are just spurious to me. Uh, I, I, we don't know what the real contagion rate is. We do not know what the real death rate is because we do not know what the denominator is. We don't know how many people, there's, there's a very simple model we use, um, it's it's uh, not to bore you guys too much, but it, it's it's uh, it's an S E I R model. It 
the the S stands for susceptible. How many people in the in the in the in the universe that you're looking at are susceptible to this particular thing? Let's just assume that all the people in the United States are susceptible to this. We don't know about the herd or natural immunity to this, but I'm sure there are people out there who are probably naturally immune to it. We just don't know what the percentage is. But let's just assume all 330 million people in the United States are susceptible to it. Um, the next thing is how many people were exposed to it? That's what the E is in the in the SEIR. Yes. Um, how many people were exposed to it? So the more people you can keep away from being exposed to the uh, to the virus, which is what mitigation and suppression is all about, um, the better off you are. Um, we don't know how many people are exposed to it, <laughs> but again, let's just assume that they are. Um, how many people of, are those that are exposed to it get infected? You know, those are the things that you really want to know. How many infections are we really getting? We're seeing the number of infections that are tested, but... Let's say, uh, for instance, in New Jersey, I don't know, I don't, let me see if I can bring up the numbers really quick in New Jersey, uh, of how many people were, um, well, it's meaningless anyway, because by the time you guys hear this, we're doing this show on Friday, so by the time you guys hear this on Sunday, the number's going to be changed. But let's just assume uh, we've done 5,000 tests in New Jersey. 5,000 tests out of 9 million people. You see what I'm saying? Yes. That if we do, the, if we've only tested five thousand people and are going based on that model, that throws the whole thing off. It throws all the numbers off. You know. So now, the, obviously, the socialists want to keep it locked down. They want to kill the economy. You know, we had the lowest unemployment in decades. We had the lowest yeah, of everything. Yeah, right. The economy was roaring. I think one of the things to bring to light, even though because the Democrats in the in the swamp still control uh, D.C., including Republicans, this is still not going to cut our chains with China and other foreign no, countries no. as far as manufacturing and supply and support. Do you agree? I agree, but um, that, that's a good point, and, I, and we have to bring that up after the break. We've only got a couple of seconds left, but I think we really should go there. You know, I'd like to go there uh, and, and talk about that. Okay. We the people, we got the kind of power that only comes from taking back what's ours. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick 
to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick, but just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Okay, we're back. Let's do some, before we talk about cutting our dependence on China, let's talk about a few things. Uh, obviously, you can find Ant's Rants on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, I'm not getting enough reviews for all you people that are quarantined between Google, TripAdvisor, Yelp, and Facebook. I should be seeing more reviews. Don't let me cut this freaking radio show off and ban all you some bitches. Get out there and write some five-star reviews. <laughs> the other thing is make sure you check out ShootersGauntlet.com. Bob Ramo, that's where we have our 1,500-yard uh classes he's a great guy also the cheeseman case still looking for some dough i know money's tight right now but gofundme.com restore dash carry dash nj uh support nj2as cnjfo nra anjrpc please and check out the nj number two a sanctuary.com web page because those people need your support right now because Listen, they allowed gun stores to be open. Ranges are not allowed to be opened yet, but these groups are fighting for your rights. And I'm going to talk more about that when we're, uh, when we're done with the whole uh, foreign countries and enemies manufacturing first. So go ahead. Hit me. Well, I, I want to add one more to the support group, if I could. And Please. It is uh, – it, it, it's Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range. It, look – if you if you have a membership to Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range, renew it now. All right, there's no money coming in. Uh, I'm speaking. I have no financial interest whatsoever. I didn't ask you to do this. This is no. nice. Uh, I have none, not zero. Uh, so I mean, renew it right now. If it's due in June, July, whatever, renew your annual membership now. And is now's a great time to also get your friends to buy a membership, to buy an annual membership. Because right now there is no money coming in, yet I know Anthony's got a huge overhead there. The taxes still have to be paid. The rent still has to be paid. The utilities still have to be paid. The staff still has to be paid. And and they are, you know, 
they're incurring the costs like every one of us are. Uh, every one of us who are business people are incurring those costs, and it is painful. I understand that. Uh, I feel it too. I have a number of businesses that I deal with, and and some of them are right here in the U.S., some of them are not, and some of them are in areas that are absolutely devastated right now. Uh, but we can all support one another. Anthony talks about this all the time. Even if, look, even if you want to send in, uh, uh, can they buy anything at all? Yeah, gift certificates, classes, uh, memberships, they don't expire. Uh, you know, just we want we want uh, any type of support. Let me tell you something. Ken Armilio just bought a uh, $100 or $250 gift card. Richie Great. Rotten bought a $500 gift card, Wonderful. said he would do more. Tony Paris slipped an envelope with cash through the locked doors of the range. I found it this morning when I opened up. We've had people renewing their memberships in advance, telling us to hang in there. And I appreciate it because when we open, we're going to come roaring back, you know? Uh, We are definitely going to come roaring back here. And I appreciate all the support. So what I've been doing, so we're going to get off topic here for a second, but what I've been doing non-freaking-stop is I'm doing a thing called the quarantine crawl (laughs) because I can't handle it in the house anymore. And I've been taking people that support uh, Gun for Hire and uh, supporting us. And uh, I've been going to visit them and I've been shooting videos. We have a YouTube page. It's the Gun for Hire Quarantine Crawl YouTube page where we're highlighting all of these businesses. But it's on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm posting it all. And I've been going around visiting. So far, I visited Mr. Cupcakes. Bramalo's chocolate, Pizza One, my salad, Nino's Pizza in uh in uh Harrison, a little cake in uh Park Ridge, a more restaurant in uh in Woodland Park, Griddle This in Dumont, Jersey Johnny's right next door, Viva Pizza, Woodland Park, Marty's V Burger in the city. I'm doing it uh uh distance because I can't go into the city, then I'm not allowed to come back in. And uh uh, Rebar in Lodi, Mad Cow Customs up in Pompton Lakes. He does four-wheel drive stuff. Manhattan Bagel in Totowa, Barrow House in uh, in Clifton, Autosport USA on Route 17 North in Ramsey. Sal's a member of the range, NRA Life member. I did the Piros Farm yesterday in Montville. I went up and bought vegetables. And I got a list of about 15 more businesses, and I'm getting phenomenal feedback. I can't do anything else. I'm doing this for the community i want to i want to help out as much as we can so we keep it in the family how many years have i been saying i would not give my money to a dentist who's anti-gun right right so it's the same thing here these are people that have been promoting our business they come here and shoot owners employees or whatever so i have people reaching out to me and saying oh you got to go to this bit the puros we all shoot at the range we do we do company uh, team building events at your range i'm like oh shit i didn't even know so I'm I'm shooting up there with my car, sometimes with Tracy, sometimes without. I'm spending my money, not company money. I'm buying food, produce, cakes or whatever, and I'm getting great, great response uh, back from the people. And this is what we do. You know, gun people are the mm-hmm. best people. I've Absolutely. said it forever. I am humbled. Michael uh, La, Chappelle, Chappelle, La Chappelle, he just sent me an email. He bought a Build-A-Bear gift certificate for $395. He's not going to build an AR, but he bought that. And you know what? We'll give him we'll give him credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll we'll give him credit towards his account. So people are giving us their cards. Uh 
Chris Ames renewed his membership early. Georgie Anu uh, wants to know if he should renew his membership early. I told him to hold off right now. But if anybody else can, I mean, if you're working, if you're receiving a check, if you're a government worker or you're an essential worker and you have income coming in, not only supporting me, but all of these other businesses, listen, ask yourself. The other thing that pisses me off is NJ2AS, SAF, FPC, ANGRPC and NRA mounted lawsuits, two lawsuits. One's NRA, ANGRPC. The other one is FPC, SAF, and NJ2AS to get the state to reopen, right? Right. I want all of you people, when you go to your gun store or your gun range, ask them, do they (laughs) donate to those two-way organizations? Right. Okay, Rosie brought this up at CNJFO. Is there ANJRPC newsletters out there? Is there memberships for these organizations out there? Are they a member club like I am? Listen, not all of these guys and girls that own these ranges and gun stores want to stick their neck out. I understand they're afraid. I can't. I burst that bubble many, many years ago, right? I came out of the two-way closet many, many years ago. But ask them. Did you donate to the lawsuit? Did you help out? Because I'm in here spending my hard-earned money now, and maybe there's a gun store two blocks away that did support that and did stick their neck out. Ask them those questions, all right? right? And all of you new gun owners and all of you people that are getting guns, listen to me. You better join all of these organizations because the government is coming after you. Sandy, I have a new take on the Second Amendment in New Jersey. You ready? Yeah. A well-regulated bike shop being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear bicycles shall not be infringed. Okay, Governor Murphy's executive order considers bicycle repair shops an essential business. Oh, my God. Now, a year from now, when all the illegals have cars, they won't need to take bicycles to work anymore. Right. So maybe bicycle shops won't be an essential business. Let's call a spade a spade, okay? Listen to me. The Second Amendment is the second for a reason, and he specifically wrote it's not his personal taste to allow gun stores and gun ranges to open. He got his PP whacked by the uh, by the, the by the uh, federal government, and he submitted and he allowed gun stores to open, but gun ranges are still not essential. So two and a half million guns were sold in the past three weeks. This is FBI uniform uh, statistics here. Two and a half guns, million guns, probably two and a quarter million are new gun owners. They There's no place to take an NRA class. There's no place to practice their guns. Ooh. So it scares me. How many people are home right oh now God, yeah. saying it rubs the lotion on its skin while they're playing with their <laughs> new gun with live ammo? <laughs> Think about that. Uh, It's it's, insane. Listen, we can practice social distancing in here, uh, but bicycle shops are covered. All right. I understand food stores and pharmacies and everything. We could set it up here with tape, our air handler system and everything. We could have just members, no gun rentals. Listen, you bought a new gun. Sorry. You got to join a membership to the range. We'll give you a lesson and we'll give you a port and we'll show you what to do. You know, There's a safety issue here. But again, it's the radical left's great idea. They want people to be unsafe. They want the front page that new gun owner Joe Schmo shot himself through the thigh while playing with his gun in his bedroom, a first-time gun buyer, Right. right? Right. That's what they want. That's what they want. And if you don't think this is the narrative, then you're ignorant, and you should pass this on to all of your friends and family. Listen, a lot of you people... 
if you know people that bought their gun for the first time, buy them a gift certificate for an NRA basic pistol class. Oh, great idea. It's 195 bucks. Great idea. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun. Pick one. We'll have plenty of classes scheduled out. In, into the future, all right, because we're going to need to train these people. And at Gun for Hire, we're going to educate the people that they should join these two-way organizations and support these organizations. I am a life member of all of these organizations, and I support them all. And I'm an NRA board member, and I'm the vice president of the state NRA, and I still support. I promote the NJ2AS, the FPC, and the FSAS stuff. And, of course, Rosie from the CNJFO yep. and those guys, Dan Grotovic, I never say no to them for anything. We all are in together it's horrible listen it's coming all right it's coming if bike shops are essential but gun ranges are not essential what does that tell you you know we just had the the governor signed an executive order yesterday sandy he the governor orders state police ready for this to commandeer needed medical supplies that's scary okay Needed medical supplies. It's it's frightening. Uh, uh, every one of our rights is being stripped away under the guise of of, uh, of a crisis, and this is something totalitarian governments have done for a very long time. And we willingly will just allow them to do it because we're afraid, uh, you know, afraid of our lives, literally afraid of our lives. So we we allow our our our, our rights to be eroded. You've got people. <laughs> San Francisco, Kansas, Kansas is tracking people by cell phone to determine they're they're triangulating them to find out where they're going. San Francisco, they're sending they're sending uh, law enforcement to break up groups of people that they tracked up on their cell phones. <coughs> Sandy, the definition of commandeer in the Webster's Dictionary: take possession of something without authority. Mm-hmm. Okay, fancy word, commandeer. Listen, the mayor of my town reached out. Man, we're really hurting for PPE equipment. No problem, mayor. I got 1,200 masks. I got to save 200 for when we reopen up to clean the ranges at night and stuff. Here's 1,000 masks for the EMT, fire department, police department. The masks cost me almost $2 a piece. I gave 2,000 masks to the town because I wanted to. Now we got the governor telling us they're going to come take our shit. Seriously? How about if you, as the government, planned properly and had enough <laughs> shit to support your infrastructure there's, federally and wow. statewide? Yeah, oh, but now we have to go to the small businesses right. who have no representation in Trenton and no representation in D.C. with lobbyists that we're going to get shit for bailout money. How about going to all the companies that are going to get this federal bailout money? $2.2 trillion relief package. Only 9% of that $2.2 trillion is going to be $1,200 checks. The other 91% is corporate welfare, $25 million raises for Congress. Right. Right. So go to that list, airline companies, auto companies, any other lobbying company that's going to get a $50 billion check so that they could charge me for bags and this. Oh, you want a seat that reclines? That's $25 extra. (laughs) You know, the airlines and shit. Go get all of their PPE equipment. Yeah. Right. And well, you know, you've got scumbags like that guy in uh, where was it? Jersey City or whatever with a warehouse who had a couple of million uh, masks in it and and that sort of thing. But look, it's still he's a scumbag, but it's still private property. Correct. He could do whatever they took it. They commandeered it, commandeered it and sent it. They commandeered his shit. 
and sent okay. it to New York, who, like you said, and New Jersey, if you notice where these big issues are, and Trump, he hedged around it the other night in, in his presser, but um, look, you have spent money on educating in New Jersey, you spent more money educating illegal immigrants and not buying the necessary supplies, ventilators, PPEs, all that other shit that you're supposed to have in a state health department stockpile, but you don't have it because you spent the money on other things. Now you want the federal government to bail you out and the federal taxpayers from Iowa to pay for your shit in in New York City. Don't get me going. Wait, and you also want private businesses to bail you out. They're going after body shops first. Yeah. Okay, because they know they have PPE equipment. Uh, What's next? Right. I mean, seriously, they're going to go to dentists, right? They're going to go... Right. They're going to go around anybody that has PP equipment. And then how do these businesses start back up when the shit's over? The government's going to replace their stuff. They're not going to. Well, there'll be a form to fill out. Yeah. Yeah. You fill out this form and send it in. Like the loan that's going to pay for your salaries and all the other shit. You're going to have to stand in line at the TD bank waiting for that for that form somewhere around August. Correct. Correct. So. I, I I don't I don't understand this. It pisses me off to no end. You know, yeah. uh, I I don't know I don't know what's going on. But they're going to commandeer stuff every day. They have these press conferences and they talk about lockdown, stay inside, do this. You're not doing your part. We're going to fine you if you're a, a you know if you can't handle social distancing. If you don't abide by it, we're going to lock you up up to six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. Meanwhile, they released inmates from the prisons to stop the spread of COVID. And if you look at Newark and New York and Jersey City, crime is going through the roof again. Absolutely. And, and already they're re-arresting people. Right. This one just happened in Middletown. They just re-arrested a violent guy who was released because of the COVID. That's, okay. You've got them safe and secure in an area that's not going to be overrun with virus. So you put them out on the street, get them infected, and then shove them back into the prison system. And give them masks to wear. Make, make it mandatory. It's <laughs> the press that wants it mandatory to wear masks in public. So let the prisoners out and make them wear masks. This is good. Oh, and consider liquor stores and marijuana dispensation units to be um, uh, what uh, essential businesses. And don't forget bicycle shops. And bicycle shops. Bicycle repair shops is an essential business, okay? Meanwhile, every food store that I've been going to tell me their sales are down 80 to 90%. They laid off all their staff. We are never going to recover from this. I understand the socialists and the swamps. It's their playbook. Okay, they're hoping in November Trump will lose because, you know, obviously this is all his fault. uh, But, you know, this is this is what it is all about right now. So they're going to commandeer needed medical supplies. I'm appalled by this. This is a test run for communism, Uh, lockdowns, commandeering everybody out there. You should read Brave New World by Huxley. You should read Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. You should be reading 1984 and Animal Farm by George Orwell. I'm telling you right now, all I've been reading is Thomas Paine stuff now because I'm ready, man. I'm I'm ready to burst here. I, I can't understand this, how I'm not considered an essential business, but a 
a bicycle repair shop is, all right? Uh, what First, they got our guns, our ammo, our mags, our gun stores, our ranges. Now they're commandeering medical supplies, all right? The progressives have basically become like Nazis, and they call us fascists, right? When, what's the next shoe that's going to drop? I mean, gun sales are through the roof. You know they're all freaking out about this, right? Right. They're all freaking out that so many guns were sold. Right. So, oh my God, I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. I, I, I really, I really don't know what, what, what we're going to do. And you know, uh, uh, how much more time do we have? We are done. Okay, that was good. <laughs> We've got. We'll be back right after the break. <laughs> For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. And we're back. And we're back. Okay, so a couple other things. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Joey Grimaldi sent a, an email. We got a bunch of emails. Everybody loved your George Carlin uh, bit that you put in at the end, and it was so apropos. I don't consider Carlin a comedian. I consider uh, Carlin a prophet. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. He was okay. he was a very brilliant guy. Well, don't don't forget if you want your water bacteria free, purelywater.com is offering an awesome two hundred dollar discount for their Connecticut K five drinking water system. Check out purelywater.com. Roger and Chris uh Garrett, they never fail to uh to uh amaze me when we have toys for tots collections members of the range donating and everything so we should support those who support you here's a great uh this guy's a candidate for the fifth congressional congressional district in new jersey james baldini mm -hmm. he wrote a letter to the editor and it actually got it printed and uh he wrote it's hard to stomach the abject disdain that Governor Murphy holds for our Constitution. He admitted his personal bias that was his rationale for closing gun stores and shutting down our Second Amendment rights. What type of country are we going to have after this when a governor can use his own personal bias to shut down our rights? Governor Murphy said, a safe society for my taste <laughs> has fewer guns, not more guns. And that the guns that do exist are in the hands of the right people. He means, of course, the police and his bodyguards, not right. you and me, the right. law-abiding citizens. The governor's feelings are not legal reasoning to violate the Constitution. His taste is not an acceptable jurisprudence to violate our Second Amendment rights. His administration releases prisoners onto the street, making our state less safe. Who does he think will be armed? The governor sets you and me up to be victims. It's shameful. shameful. The unspoken words here are that Governor Murphy doesn't have to worry about his protection. He has a full-time personal protection force. The rest of us don't. We have ourselves, and now we don't even have our neighbors. The ability to defend yourselves is a fundamental right handed down by millennial unless you live under Murphy's taste. It's understandable that we should follow social distancing. There's science to back up the data, and those who ignore the data are foolish and risky. However, if we can go to the grocery store and keep social distance, we can go to, the, to government meetings and have news organizations operating with social distancing, then why can't we purchase guns and ammo? Because it's not fitting with the taste of Governor Murphy. Again, what type of country are we going to have after this? James Baldini from Sandyston. Boy, did he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Now, the other problem we have, Sandy, is the gun stores are open. Nix is open. But the fingerprint in Dentigo is not open. Come on. No. So if you need your fingerprints, if you're applying for an FID card, you can't get your prints. And I'm getting hammered the past three days. People are calling police departments uh, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, we're not processing permits now. Nobody's in. Uh, social distancing. The police department's closed. Can't pick up your permits. Can't come and apply for your FID card. Can't do this. Can't do that. Can't, you can't do that. You can't slide the, the 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 completed application through that little hole with it with the bulletproof glass there to the people. You can't do that in social distancing. That's it. Could That's you imagine that? Unbelievable. Could you imagine that? Any so. excuse, like we've said, any excuse. Any excuse. And your point is, is well taken. What will this country look like after this? You know, you talked about China. When, look, to me, you take a look at this. This is an act of war. Uh, th that China had kept this information quiet. 
Uh, and now, you know, somebody sent me a YouTube video of some woman in uh, just outside of our largest stockpile of federal uh, federal stockpile that supplies a military stockpile that supplies the entire West Coast is in the Walmart. They're touching and rubbing all these items in Walmart. <laughs> you know, does she have some sort of mental illness? Is she an OCD or is she is she is she part of some sort of an operative? I don't know. It's conspiracies are fun. I'm I'm not a real big conspiracy person, but good God almighty. Why do we send 90% of our manufacturing of our drugs and critical supplies to countries that are communist? When are we going to learn? When are we going to learn that borders are really important for not only just national security? How many Chinese... Uh, illegal immigrants are coming across the southern border every single day. They've, they've reported it over and over and over again. Who are these people and why are they coming? You know, probably the Chinese mob smuggling them in for human trafficking, but still. And yet the left is still for open borders. Yeah. The left is still. And listen, it's not just the left. It's the entire swamp wants to keep doing business with China. Of course. Remember, of the course. majority, when I was in a promotional advertising business 100 years ago, the majority of stuff was manufactured in Puerto Rico. Yeah. But then they took away the tax credits and everything moved to China. And all of our politicians and their artarded family and friends all got jobs working as middlemen and women yep. in between. That's right. And that's why we go to China. I mean, we're waiting. Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, sent the Patriots jet to China and picked up a million and a half surgical masks that he purchased. And he took a million for Massachusetts and he donated a half a million to New York City, uh, a private enterprise again. Now, if Murphy knew about that flight, he probably would have sent the National Guard, the Air Guard, to intercept it and commandeer it, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but private private enterprise, capitalism, stepping in again. Capitalism will always, always be the solution to every major crisis that we have. I mean, you know, I you you know, Anthony, the, the rest of the people don't know, but I... I primarily what I do during the day is I, I, I lead an international mastermind group. And, you know, we've got people in certain areas that are just, I mean, their businesses are done. In the group, there's only 24 people in the group. And uh, there are only two doctors. So it's not a uh, three, well, three doctors. So there are, most everybody else are, are business people. They, um, some government leaders, that sort of thing. And they come from areas, some of which haven't even been touched. Um, the western part of Africa, we've got one member from the western part of Africa who ha- hasn't even been touched. But they were ravaged during the uh, HIV epidemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were ravaged during the Ebola uh, epidemic. Uh, so they're used to seeing this. Businesses are closing pretty much everywhere. But the the most important thing to do right now, and I don't, you know, if you're if you, if you're sitting home, and and you've been furloughed or laid off or whatever, look for the needs that are out there. I'll tell you what I told these guys. There are needs being created right now by this. Many of the people that I speak to in my group are not here in the U.S. About fifty percent of them are not U.S. based. The people who are in the U.S., we know this. It's in our DNA. It's in our it's, it's it's in our our very core. We look out and we say, "Holy shit! Maybe maybe I could uh, do 
do this thing or that thing. If I own a body shop or if I own a, 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 a car, if I'm a car mechanic, why don't I do pick up and drop off uh, for my customers? Say, hey, you know, we'll we'll pick your car up uh, so you don't have to come out and we'll fix it. We'll bring it back and, and it'll be sanitized when we bring it back. You know, look for the things that are that are deliver deliver products, groceries, things. You know, I mean, any of the things that are lacking, that's where the holes are. Don't wait for the government check to come. You know, you got to think outside the box right now. It's bad. It's bad. It's, it's, it's really I'm worried, bad. man. I'm worried that we're creating a we're creating a situation that we're not going to be able to climb out of. But being Americans. I, you know, if we fall, the whole rest of the world falls. And I think that, that China and Russia don't think for a moment that they aren't waiting, hoping, and, and the Middle East, hoping that we go down because, you know, and they'll do, they'll push us over. Oh, yeah. In a heart, well, this is the only way they can do it, right? Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? So, <sighs> killing me, killing me, killing me killing me what else are we going to do baby what else can we do well i guess the first thing you can do is just try to stay as healthy as possible and try to protect yourself and your family's health as best as possible and you know you can maybe just take extra precautions like sanitizing your groceries um like i said there's a there's a number of youtube videos that you can see i'll tell you what i do is you know, I sanitize all my groceries before I bring them into the house. I make a clean and a and a dirty pile. I don't bring anything in to the house that, uh, you know, directly from the supermarket. I keep it in the garage, and then I bring in the bags one at a time. But the first thing I would do is double bag your groceries, you know, and then strip out the outer layer of the grocery bag. And just so this way you're never bringing the outside into the house, right? So far as we know, there are no reported transmissions anywhere in the world that um, show that the virus is available through ingestion. But you can still transfer that virus from the surface of the package to your eyes or nose or mouth or any breaks in your skin. So if you want to be a little extra careful, you know, like I said, you double bag the thing. The packaging is always a problem because the virus could live on cardboard for 24 hours or plastic for days. You want to be sure that the outer packages are cleaned before you put them away so you don't contaminate everything else that's in your kitchen or in your cabinets. What I do is I, I create a clean area and a dirty area. I first put on a pair of gloves. And if you don't have disposable gloves, you can use those, you know, the cleaning gloves that they sell, uh, you know, dishwashing gloves or cleaning gloves. They have them like in the dollar store and the in the, um, you know, the cleaning area in the in the supermarket. Or if you don't uh, even have gloves, as long as you don't have cracked or broken skin, you can just use your bare hands as long as you wash them thoroughly at the end of all this. I make a bleach solution, but you can use a disinfecting spray and a paper towel to wipe down the outside of the packages. I do this simply by just removing one item at a time from the bags. And then once they're disinfected, I put them in, a, in the clean area of the kitchen, you know, in a a separate pile that I've prepared ahead of time. I've disinfected the counter and, you know, put them, put the clean to clean and keep the dirty with the dirty. Now, just be sure you never put any of the contaminated packages in the clean area. I keep them separate. Uh, I keep my dirty pile on the floor, still in the bags. And I take one item, like I said, out of the bags and then I disinfect them one at a time, put them over in the clean area. Now, if you can, 
remove the outside packaging and toss it in the garbage or the outer wrap like on lettuce just take the outer wrap off and throw it into the garbage for fruits and vegetables especially the ones that you you know wouldn't immediately cook or those that you can you know eat and eat the skins of they really should be sanitized and washed before you even put them away uh, they do make a fruit and vegetable wash but i use a sanitizing solution that i make myself you know just a I use a non-scented, you got, it's got to be non-scented chlorine bleach, not the, um, you know, the safe bleach that's an oxygenated bleach, just a chlorine bleach solution, 200 parts per million, which is just about a cap full of bleach, a cap full, not a cup, a cap of bleach to a gallon of water. That's about roughly 200 parts per million. Then just let the vegetables soak in there for about a minute. Take them out if you want, rinse them off. And you're good to go. I transfer mine to a Ziploc bag and then I, you know, go ahead and put them away. Now, all the bags that you have uh, in the trash and the outer wraps and all that other stuff, put them in a trash can. I tend to spray them with disinfectant and then close up the bag and get rid of that bag, put it in the outside trash. You're pretty much good to go. Then you come in, wash your hands before touching anything else. And look, I guess what I'm saying is bottom line, be concerned be careful, but don't be afraid. Everybody's afraid. Everybody's everybody's afraid. Everybody is afraid, and uh, it's it, it's horrible because the twenty four hour news cycle just keeps hammering people over and yeah, over yeah, and yeah, over yeah, and right. over and over again. And you're getting to a point where they're all retracting, and people are looking at each other funny. It is George Orwell's yeah, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. People are looking at each other strange. Like it, it's just you know they're looking at them as a person who's going to infect them. Right. It's just so bizarre. Oh, the other book you should read is The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And if you have oh, time, yeah. a big book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Everybody I, should be reading those books uh, right now. It's important to read those books. I would start with 1984, and then I would go into Animal Farm. And then after that, I would probably go into Brave New World by Huxley, uh, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn yep, Rand. Yep. And then the creature from Jekyll Island and then the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, for you Kindle people or whatever it is, you can get them digitally and, and, and read them. I, I need to own the actual book. Yeah, uh, I'm on my fourth book now about Thomas Paine. So I'm uh, uh, I'm ready to rabble rouse here. Like I've been telling everybody for years, I'm a libertarian leaning towards anarchy. And this is just stupid shit. So, again, I, I'm a firm believer. I'm not a doctor, but. You know, if we were to quarantine high risk people, I think we would still flatten the curve and maybe we could get this economy jump started again. But uh, I don't know how much longer this can go. For me, it's two weeks. For other people, it's three weeks now. You know, they're talking like June and July. Are yeah. you, You're kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't shut a country that this is in no. France no, where they can't. close for the whole month of August <laughs> and they prepare for it. That's right. Right. We The government is literally shut down the economy and. Uh, you know, uh, my concern is we may be using false numbers to do that. 
I also believe every politician, every party, and every level should have their pay suspended during this time right. of emergency. Right. Why do they continue to get paid? They are public servants. If I'm not making money to pay my taxes to pay them, then that means we're just accruing more debt, right? Well, they're just going to print the money, which is which is a problem with this new economy concept that the socialists have, that the, the whole new monetary system where you just continue to print money that it doesn't matter whether you can back it up or not. Unbelievable. And, you know, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. We're talking about round four. Where the hell is this money coming from? Yeah. Where's the money coming from? We have $21, $22 trillion debt. They just did two more trillion. They're thinking about another two and another two on top of that. This is all part of the plan to, to cripple us, okay? We will all be wearing the yoke of the Communist Party and the Socialist Party after this. We will be so indebted to them for everything. Yep. You know. I mean, could you imagine bankrupt uh, states like New York and New Jersey now? What <laughs> is going to happen to the deficit? Well, see, this is the problem, you, you know. I, I was explaining this to my wife the other day because she's, you know, the, the, none of these hospital administrators are going to give up. They're just, they're over inflating the needs for things. Some of them are doing it based on the numbers, but then you've got the administrators who, look, if I can get uh, a, another 50 ventilators to my hospital at a cost of $10,000 a piece that I would have to buy, why am I not... Getting them, you know, it's a cash cow. The federal government is bringing all this stuff. What are we going to do with all these damn ventilators? Because the numbers that they're predicting are insane. They're going based on Italy numbers. Well, the Italy numbers are there because of socialized medicine. The people are dying in the hallway because they're 97 years old. And they've got 16 comorbidities. They would have died from a cold. So, so. You know, why are we using, what are we going to do with all this shit? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's going to, it's not going to, you know, people are saying, well, the, 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 uh, the economy will rebound by the fall. No uh, I, way. No, no way. No way. No way. I don't see it happening because look, if it, uh, you, you said it before, look at how frightened your mother is. And there are plenty of people right now hunkering down, afraid to open their door. Okay. And when you say, okay, everything is better, go out and go to work, how many of those people are going to feel comfortable doing that? How many are going to still stay home? How many are going to be frightened, too frightened to go out and do business as normal? Uh, about 70% of the low information voters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. About 70% are, are not going to want to come back out. It's going to hurt all businesses. Restaurants are going to open back up, but guess what? Half of them are not going to have customers. And People I are going to continue with the takeout and the social distancing and right. everything else, right. you know? Yep. Which is fine. As long as they're buying, if they're buying stuff and they're going there, whatever. Okay. Um, but right now, what about those places who can't make their rent and can't make their mortgage and can't? How about the taxes? Why don't we suspend property taxes and, and, and payroll taxes and uh, – and, uh, Sales taxes. Why don't we do that until this breaks up? Then let the government feel the pain and let's see how quickly we get back to work. Correct. Correct. It's, but it's right just, now, every government employee is still on the payroll. Every right, bureaucrat is still be. on the payroll. Right. Yep. Yeah. They should not be on the payroll. No government worker, and unless they're out there working, 
should be getting paid. You know, yeah. if you work for the highway commission and you're out there working, that's fine. Then you yeah. should be getting paid. If you're furloughed, you should be collecting like everybody else. Right. And every politician and their staff should all be going onto the constantly crashing unemployment websites that I hear is constantly <laughs> happening. New York and New Jersey, are they're constantly crashing because they can't handle the overload. Right, exactly. Okay, let them go on like everybody else. Let them go on like everybody else. Okay? Right. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit, all right? It's, it's, just, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. So... I'm telling you, I don't have any classes listed right now because we yeah, don't know when this right. is going to go over. We wiped them all out, instructor classes and everything. But again, we have gift certificates for classes, friends, families. It would help us out tremendously. Anybody you know that bought a new gun, hook them up because you know we're the best out there. Uh, again, we have memberships. You can uh, renew your membership early if you want. Uh uh, and again, support those who support you. I've been doing the quarantine crawl. Uh, you guys can Google it, look it up. It's on all the social media platforms. There's a YouTube channel that just has the uh, businesses that I've uh, that I've visited so far. I'm going to continue to do one or two a day. Uh, and you know, if you're going to spend your money, and if it's a business near you, uh, keep it in the family. These are people that shoot at the range, are members of the range, are life members, are voters, are, are gun people, because you see what they're going to do. A lot of these freedoms, what little freedoms we had left that we enjoyed before this pandemic, some of them are not coming back, ladies right. and gentlemen. You're right. They're not coming back. No. I'm telling you right now. They're going to say, well, we need to keep doing this for your safety. We need to keep doing this for your safety. You know, they always say the government's first job is to protect us. That's not their first no. job. No, it's not. It's not their no. first it's job. to protect our rights. Correct. Protect our <laughs> rights. The, the government has hijacked that. Right. Exactly. And they say, well, we're protecting you. No. But I don't need protection. Right. I got that. Okay. I don't need protection. <laughs> right. Uh, so protection from you, maybe. I need protection from the government. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I don't need protection. So it's bullshit. Oh, pisses me off, man. Well, that Piss, pisses me off. That does it for this week. Oh, my God. Thank you all. Please be safe out there. Please. 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 So, I am done. Well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a kind of think media production. The music used in this podcast is provided by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, scattered all over the globe, <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> all hunkered down in various parts. Uh, we do thank you so much for listening. We <laughs> love you guys. See you next week.